Hi, today is the day before Valentine's Day, uh, February 13th, 2022. Welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Junie, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have stock positions in NVIDIA and PayPal. Thank you. Okie dokie. Um, I'm just going to kind of go off of what my recent days have been. So, um, I mean, I guess I'll also tie it back to the market because, you know, this this podcast is kind of about finance and stuff, I guess. <laughs> uh, Friday uh, was a pretty bad day for the market. Um and on my watch list, the only things that are green, and I guess that's just singular, the only thing that's green is Best Buy, and that's just by a narrow margin, that's 0.10% positive. Uh, the bigger names that I care about uh, are down pretty big. Um, that includes AMD down 10% on Friday, Nvidia down 7% on Friday, uh, Tesla down like 5%, Shopify down 4.4%, um, PayPal down 3% and Apple down 2%. Right now, again, today is February 13th, 2022. I'm looking at stock futures at what time is it? It is 9.09 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, and futures are up. Yeah, so futures are up. I looked earlier, like a couple hours ago before the Super Bowl. Oh, also the Super Bowl happened. Congratulations to the Los Angeles Rams um, for winning the Super Bowl. Uh, that was really cool to watch. A pretty close game. Um, but anyway, uh, just talking about futures. I looked at futures before the Super Bowl, and they were negative, and all the headlines were talking about Ukraine and Russia news. Um, Russia trying to invade uh, Ukraine and all the news that's spurring up from that. Um, but from what it looks like now, and this is just a Juni interpretation, it seems like the market is just fed up with the market going down, and this is more like a dead cat bounce, or is the market just being tired of red? Because... As far as I know, um, there's nothing really much different than Friday. Uh, the tension is still there from Russia and Ukraine, and the uh, inflation news is just uh, like on the horizon. It's coming very soon. We don't know how big of a uh, uh, interest rate hike it's going to be. Um, there was that one tweet that sent the markets flying downwards um, that said that someone on the you know Fed committee or whatever that group of people are called um, was hoping for a like a 100 basis point uh, hike, which you know is a lot, um, but I also <laughs> I also think it's needed. I'm not really cool with like my DoorDash order being over um, 30 bucks being like a regular thing. Um, inflation is kind of. <laughs> It's, it's kind of scary. Like, I've saved up all this money. I've worked really hard. And I'm aiming to buy a house. And it feels cool to have, like, you know, basically the most money I've ever had in my life right now as I'm saving up for this house. But it's also, like, this very, very, very grim thought in the back of my head of, like, what if, you know, all of this just means nothing and everyone has, you know, uh, all this inflated money. Um, it just makes it feel a little bit uh, worse than it should uh, because, again, I'm really just proud of like how much I've grown and matured in like, n- not just like the stock market, but also like my spending habits. Uh, I know I just mentioned DoorDash and some of you are saying like, oh, you should cook more. But, you know, my situation right now is like a little bit different than uh, most, I'd say. But 
Um, yeah, just inflation is important to me. I do favor a rate hike over um, no rate hike. I also favor a large rate hike over a small one. I would rather have it just actually just go all, um, put on the most, of, like raise it the most in the beginning and then taper off and then just from there. I'd rather not have it be a low basis cut and then go from there. I think inflation is, like I feel the inflation and I'm just like a regular consumer and I'm like totally, um, cognizant to it so it it makes me just feel even worse knowing that like okay all these other people just you know are just looking at this one little tiny number get bumped up and they're uh, getting outraged but like dude like food is hella expensive right now um yeah it, it, it's a whole it's a horror deal i i do not mind if stocks headed lower which is kind of why i'm trading the way i'm trading right now um you know, we'll also just get into that in today's episode. I'm going to be giving tips on, like, how I'm, like, managing my risk and what my game plan is for, like, uh, up until March. And I think um, some of you will enjoy it. If you guys and girls already have your own plan um, and squared away and, you know, you don't really want my input or don't care about what I'll be personally doing, then go ahead and just skip this episode and I'll just see you in the next one. Otherwise... Uh, I have a few things I want to share about the website because I've been working on a lot of things as of recent. And I think it's it would be pretty cool to address those things and get some people hyped up uh, because I know I'm really excited to share it. But I want to give everyone just like a quick sneak preview of what's coming. Okay, uh, this is my third time recording this section because I just keep going on on tangents because I feel like I could talk about... Um, the website forever. It's like it's my baby. I work so hard on it. I've been working extra hard on it for like the last like two days. Um, and uh, yeah, so just talking about what's coming. Um, the front page is going to look different. So the style and feel of it, uh, or I guess the style of it will look the same. It'll still have that techy, edgy look. Uh, but the feel of it will be a little bit different. So right now, Theta Gang on the front page is very modular. Like there's like these tabs that you can like minimize and open. Um, and people love that feature because you get to choose what you like and what you don't like. But the problem with that uh, is that the features aren't cohesive. And, you know, to some, I think software people of all levels, um, can can see the gray area in this right because i know that when i was like first in my like like first few years of being a senior engineer um thinking like oh everything has to be modular everything has to be a microservice uh because it's just easier to build that way um and i think that has saved my butt a million times over uh, building ThetaGang, uh, ThetaGang.com. Um, but what I'm finding out now is that if you're early stage, um, you know, having your features be cohesive is not that bad. So what I mean by that is like right now there's like four tabs. There's the follow, or not follow, but there's the view Juni's latest Twitch VOD tab. There is the 
Omnique uh, credit spread screener tab. If you're a patron, you don't see that if you're just a regular uh, user. Um, there's the tr trades of the users that you follow tab, and then there's the recent trades tab. The the beauty of working on on it that way is like if I work on just the you know recent trades tabs, it's very fast and simple. I just go in, I, f I fix something or I increment something, and then I'm good to go. It doesn't touch the other three. Whatever. Good deal, done deal, we're good. But what happens is if people, uh, there, there are certain people on the website that aren't interested in recent trades. So I'm suddenly starting to work on features that like a certain percentage of people on the website will never see because they just aren't interested in recent trades. So what I'm trying to do is bring more emphasis to the front page. Um, and I want to give everyone uh, a timeline similar to like Facebook, Twitter, stock tweets, like all that stuff. Um, so, you know, the people that you follow will have an impact on what your timeline will be. The uh, soon to be, this isn't possible right now, but soon to be the stocks that you follow will uh, affect what you see. Um, and it will no longer just be a list of trades that were the most recent, right? Like what I find myself doing on the front page is like, oh, you know, I look to see if anyone has written any good notes. I look to see if, um, the, the, if anybody has any comments on any of the stuff. Um, and then like, those are the tr types of trades that I want to see. Not so much like the ones that are just like people backlogging like a million trades, right? Like we kind of just like skim through those. It's like, oh, we understand like, okay, this person just joined. They're just updating their profile. Uh, and we don't want to see that. So making all of these four tabs um, become somewhat of like a timeline or moving it into different tabs of the website um, is going to be proved to be just much better. And so that's why I've been working on um, so the front page will feel, I think, better. I think a lot of people will have some shock um, to it because I know a lot of people have gotten accustomed to seeing like the Excel-esque like type of UI where there's like tons of trades that you see, you just scroll and you just see tons and tons of trades. That will slowly uh, drift away. Um, uh, well, that will slowly drift away from the front page for sure. The profiles, I think that UI where it's just the uh, like the Excel type of row where you just see tons and tons of data, I think that, that still makes sense um, because sometimes when you're looking at someone's profile, you just want to actually just scan instead of getting like some sort of curated list of their best trades or something like that. Um, rather, uh, just seeing all their trades in, their, in the created at order or whatever uh, seems best. So some things will stay the same, but the main thing that I'm working on is a timeline. Something um, else that I'm working on is a mobile, um, a mobile UI. So like the website would just change um, the the organization of how the data was displayed uh, on when, whenever you visited a site on mobile. Um, when I push this first change out, because I could go on. Like a, I could go on another like 20 minutes because I've already recorded this, <laughs> but I decided to make it shorter. Um, but uh, I'm going to make the mobile experience just a little bit cleaner. It's going to have a mobile nav bar. And so that will be going out with the first release. Um, and then, uh, yeah, 
some other things that for the patrons and the specifically the ones in discords um there's gonna be a new change for uh my alerts i think i'm gonna move away from twitter um just because it's a little bit more of a pain to set people up with it's just another step that they have to do rather just maybe sending push notifications to discord uh, from the api might be better um but yeah that that stuff doesn't affect like 99% of the people that listen to this podcast. So don't worry about it if you're not a patron. Um, there are a few other ideas that I have, but because um, I like the last time I just recorded this, uh, I spent like 20 minutes talking about the things that I was going to do, and I think it was cool, but it's also just not needed. I can I, I'm saving you basically that whoever's listening to this episode right now, I'm saving you basically like 20 more minutes. Uh, of your time so I'm not saying something that I'm going to do Um, but rather I just explained what I am doing and I think it should be out by end of February um, or earlier Um, in my past uh, history I've always deployed it earlier because once I start something I just cannot stop Uh, or else it's just on the it's on my mind Um, oh my goodness Uh, so I am actually working on the next Fady Gang merch item. And just to give you like a heads up, it's going to be a shirt. Um, it's going to be the Fady Gang logo on a white shirt and it's going to be embroidered. Uh, it's gonna have the Fady Gang logo embroidered on the top left, just like a normal logo tee type of thing. Um, but the back, will be a spot for uh, sponsors. Um, and you guys and girls know me, I don't like go out to like random uh, advertisers and ask like, oh, you know, can I uh, pitch your product, give me $100 for this ad spot or whatever. I will always only ever uh, like ask for a sponsor from or ask advertising for someone that like I personally use I enjoy you know I would love it if I could get a McDonald's logo on the back obviously but they're not going to have the time and time or effort to even talk to someone like me so there unfortunately won't be like a McDonald's or a Diet Coke logo which you know one day I think would be cool but I'm, I'm aiming to have like a sports jersey look um and yeah so but <laughs> Here's the thing, Tastyworks has already agreed to it. So Tastyworks um, um, agreed to sponsor some of the shirt, and so I, that's pretty cool. So we have the first logo on the back. If they end up being the only logo, maybe I do something cool where like I embroider their their logo on the back too. But for those that are on Tastyworks with me, like this is gonna be pretty cool that you're gonna have like a Tastyworks branded shirt with Theta Game. That's I I think that's already cool. I think I think the shirt is already sick here from here on out. Um, but I want to do some other cool stuff where uh, I'm pretty sure I'm gonna make this shirt pre-order and um, do something where I put your ThetaGame.com profile on a QR code uh, like somewhere on the shirt, and so it's a personal shirt just for you um because on my last merch drop it was just the theta gang logo on like a really really nice sweater by the way if you didn't get a chance to cop it uh i won't be restocking it that's probably gonna be the the only theta gang sweater for like at least until next winter or uh, probably for a long time because i think i'm gonna just move on to other types of items but um yeah I am using, uh, I'm going to be getting like a nice shirt, a nice white shirt, 
And um, wait, what was I? What was I just saying? I need to replay what I just said because I kind of forgot where I was. What I was talking about. <laughs> I cannot believe <laughs> I forgot what I was saying, but I just replayed what I just said. So I was saying that uh, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> So you are like, wow, this podcast is so low production. Uh, <laughs> um, so I'm pretty sure I'm going to make this shirts pre-order uh, because my my biggest complaint with the with the black crew neck that I sold for the Thady Gang, the last Thady Gang drop was that it didn't feel personalized. And I think I'm more about like the personalization a bit or like the uniqueness a bit. Um so I want to I, I want to move away from just like slapping Theta Gang logo on something and then selling it rather like putting the Theta Gang logo and doing something cool where there's like a Tasty Work sponsorship on the back or like some other 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 sponsorships on the back making like a sports jersey or putting a QR code. The very first sweater that I did, you know, I donated to Autism Speaks. Uh, and then I put the Autism Speaks logo on the sweater too, and I thought that was pretty cool. And it had the words like first edition on it, so shout out to the ones that have that sweater. Um, but yeah, so th the merch item is coming out. The, th the website is uh, coming with a pretty big change. I'm just feeling super hyped. I feel very fulfilled. Um, you know, the last like three weeks have not been like the best. Um, in terms of like family stuff, uh, but they also haven't been the worst. So I don't want people like reaching out and just freak, freaking out like, oh my god, Junie is like not doing okay. It just hasn't been the best, and it has gone gotten down, gotten me down in um, my mood sometimes. But this drive, like, almost came from like out of nowhere. Like I remember. I remember I was like I was like coding like the like one of of the other features that I was working on. Um, I'll let you know right now. It's the the Theta Gang wiki. Like I I want like a wiki. I said wiki. I want a Theta Gang wiki, kind of like the uh, Urban Dictionary um, of finance, just on ThetaGang.com. Um, but I was just thinking like, man, this has nothing to do with like what I think I want for the website. Like, and I just like spent this like powwow of like three hours just like looking at the front page and i'm just thinking like what would make me want to come here like what what do i want to do here and like uh you know how can i make this like uh, how can i make this feel better to use and so then i came up with this entire thesis of like okay the, my modular features need to be cohesive so you you know like i've i've talked about this with my internal dialogue already so this isn't me just like off the cuff saying like oh gotta work on modular things and make them cohesive blah 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 because I, I i frankly don't like it when people use buzzwords like that but like that's that's the type of stuff that you know i was working through and basically like a, a like an anxious excitement to just work on it again and that, i remember that being like i started looking at like at 10 p.m uh, and then I stayed up till like two thirty, and I was just creating like all these Trello tickets, and I was like, or, um, and I was a tre are they called tickets in Trello? Like my, bad. I guess they're bought by Lasting, so I could call them tickets. And so I was like ordering them, and like, okay, which ones do I need to work on first? Uh, and then which ones can I work on later? The ones I work on later um, does not include the wiki, so I'm actually just like, 
I'm actually just Xing that for like probably till next year because I just have all these other things which I have not disclosed yet in this podcast because again that was gonna take like 20 more minutes. Um, but yeah, I'm fired up. I feel really good. Uh, I think it's also coming at a really good time because the market is also pretty down. Um, but I think that is also the perfect segue to kind of talk about what I'm doing and how I'm thinking about the market and how I'm approaching uh, my positions. Uh, in this environment. So thank you for listening to my, uh, how long was this? This was almost like a 20 minute uh, section of me just talking about like the shirt and uh, the website. <laughs> but it's what makes me happy. Like this is, this is why the podcast exists because I like talking about the work that I do and I like doing the work that I do and I'm very proud of it and this is just kind of like my little tiny soapbox in the corner of the internet where I get to like kind of just freely speak about it. Um, but yeah, I, I appreciate those that like also, like again, like last last week I mentioned Michael, I mentioned uh, Major. This is what engineering is like all about. It's like seeing people build really cool things and then helping other people with like those very same cool things. And it's I don't know. I'm just gonna leave it at that because I talked about talked about it last week so much. Um, but this is it. This is what this is what drives me. Like this type of you know backlog of work of like working on something that gets me really fired up is what drives me in my day to day to like be excited and wake up and like say like okay I'm gonna work today and then you know go to jujitsu and then after I'm gonna drink a diet coke and then I'm gonna eat maybe a little bit and then code and I'm gonna code data gang till maybe like 2 a.m and then rinse and repeat and then I'm gonna deploy a feature and then when the feature and people start writing in the emails saying like oh Juni we love it like that's one of the best feelings on earth um there's also that feeling of Juni uh there's a bug <laughs> and it's crashing the website <laughs> and it's like six o'clock in the morning when people are trying to upload trades <laughs> Ooh, there's also that feeling but <laughs> It, that's that's the thrill. I love this stuff. Um, and I hope, you know, you all have something that drives you, uh, like, this much as well. Like, if it's, like, skateboarding after school or if it's, um, if it's like, playing soccer or, you know, your favorite sport with your friends um, or if it's playing a video game and maybe you're, like, trying to get better at the video game. I don't know. Everyone has, like, a different loop of feedback that they enjoy and this is just a little bit insight into uh my feedback loop uh, let's get into the next section where we talk about uh how i trade uh these environments so what it looks like right now is february is still green um we've definitely rallied from the bottom um whether or not you call this like this week a dead cat bounce or not is still up to you. Uh, we still have a bit to figure out whether or not this week we test lows or continue um, to bounce, um, especially after like the massively red day that we had on Friday. Uh, but it's really easy right now to let your ego get ahead of you. Meaning like some of you might latch onto this idea of that like, okay, you need to uh, prove everyone else that you're correct and that you need to be right that this is the bottom. So for those that like say saw AMD go down 10% and they're like, wow, 
you know what, there's just no way that the market's going to go down lower than this. Uh, the uh, Ukraine and Russia thing is going to blow over and the rate hike is not going to be that bad. I'm going to go all in here uh, because that is, that is, that's just too good of a price to pass up and this has to be the bottom. There's a lot of people that think like that. And um, this is just your daily reminder that the stock market can go lower than you think it can. There's just always that possibility. And some of you might think like, wow, Junie, that's like kind of obvious that the stock market could go down lower than you think it is. But when you see the stocks go up 10% and go down 10% and you some days go up 12%, then the next day down 5%, you get into this you know, you get into this like way of trading where you kind of get used to these big movements and you start playing by these big movements. But just remember how you used to trade, right? Like if you did really well on like the bull market run of last year, buying calls, selling puts, then, you know, understand that a lot of that su success was from buying calls and selling puts. Right now, a lot of people are starting to experiment with hedging, right? Because some, a lot of people have long portfolios. A lot of people have uh, stocks that they want to protect and stuff. And so people are starting to um, like experiment with like hedging by buying, say, like inverse ETF or um, buying puts uh, or selling covered calls. All, all of these things. What you have to look out for is making sure that when you are uh, hedging, you keep those as hedges. That is like first and foremost, I think the biggest rule that you can follow right now that can save you is if you buy puts to protect a part of your position or a part of your portfolio, make sure you're not being sad when your put loses. If you notice that you're getting sad or you're getting worried, anxious, um, or any like all of the above when your put loses you're probably buying too many puts meaning like the ratio of your puts to your total position is probably off you're probably trying to just bet on it going down rather than um you know uh hedging against your portfolio and protecting it um a lot of people fall into that trap um it's like all of these things that have to do with timing when you start seeing headlines of like down 10%, up 12%, down 20%, everyone wants to be that person that like calls the bottom, buys the bottom, or calls the top and sells the top. Everyone's rushing to just to prove to everybody else like look at how much money I can make. But that doesn't have to be you, right? Like you can definitely just like watch what happens in the market. There's really no incentive beyond like doing the responsible things like maybe maxing out your IRA like that has a pretty low risk in my opinion again I'm not a financial advisor and this is not financial advice and whatnot but maxing out your IRA dollar cost averaging into it right now seems pretty okay to me like there's no reason why you should not invest right now but what I'm also saying is that you should be careful of over investing right now or overly trading. I think a lot of people like love to trade these environments and I get it. It is super fun and let's be real and totally honest, I'm still trading this, right? Like Junie's, oh, Junie's on this podcast and telling people 
oh, trade less and look at Judy. Judy, Judy keeps on trading. So what is, what's up with that? The difference between me and just say like the average, and I mean strictly average person in trading, is that like I have like a few stocks that I know like the back of my hand that I just comfortably trade beyond just I. Mean, Besides PayPal. PayPal was a bit new. Still kind of just like rolling through the, the gutter with that one. But um, the AMD and NVIDIA. I'm continuing just to keep my money invested. And I still have about like 60% cash just ready. Like and uh, most of my 40% my cash that, that is invested isn't actually totally in stocks. It's just floating capital. Like I just have cash secure puts in AMD that might not get assigned but i'm assuming it is so it's just like i'm just saying that i have 60 percent cash um but yeah i'm i'm right now just making sure that i never put in my entire portfolio i think right now that's kind of a death sentence meaning that like i totally think that we we can go lower but what i'm also have have in the back of my head is yo we are not all that worried about coronavirus anymore um, last year when the stock market crashed, it was because the world was literally ending. Like you were afraid to step out your house because you thought you were about to die. That was crazy. Quarantine was crazy. I don't mean crazy. Like we should have never done it. I mean, crazy. Like we went through that. Like I'm going to tell my kids that we went through a quarantine. Like how, how crazy is that going to sound like that? And you have to explain what it is. Oh, you got to stay inside and you got to make sure you don't you know, like touch, touch these things and wash your, I mean, of course you got to wash your hands, but like, like you got to do all these things like that you normally wouldn't do at times that you normally wouldn't. Like you wouldn't always just put like wash your hands frivolously before you like step into the grocery store, right? That's not, that's not like a normal thing but like now you take extra precautions and everyone has hand sanitizer and all that stuff so my point is when the coronavirus crash happened and we dipped and we were hitting these limit downs and stuff the world was ending and to protect ourselves from the world ending uh or to pr at least protect the economy because this is that that's what more is about um we printed a lot of money and I think that was the right thing to do. I think it's, I think it's better to be um, overprotective, uh, meaning print more money than not. Um, and it worked. I mean, quote worked. I, I'm sure someone's gonna take this out of context and be like, "Oh, Juni supports coronavirus. Oh, Juni thinks the government is super cool. Something like that. Whatever. Yeah, yeah go 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 for it. But what I'm trying to say is, when the government steps in and it's being overprotective and it prints money. It needs to also be overprotective on the other side. So when it wants to say raise rates dramatically, that's fine in my eyes. That seems okay. And if the market goes down because the Fed is cutting rate or not sorry, not cutting rates, but hiking rates, then that's okay with me. Um, as that's why I'm like hoping that, you know, my money that I've saved up is going to mean something later and is also the reason why I have, uh, you know, like 60% cash ready to go because that is a win-win scenario for me. If I, 
if I truly believe, right, if Junie truly believes that what is best for the economy is to raise rates so that inflation could cool off, because I'm basically a monkey when it comes to not only politics, but economics. But that, that's just the basis that I know. So, um, but that's kind of why I want, because I'm a monkey. I don't know any better. It's just my opinion. This is just my opinion. Um, I want rates to go up. I want my money to mean something, but I have cash ready on the side in the event that the stock market doesn't like that. If the stock market market doesn't like that, that's okay. I have the rest of my life to trade, um, but I also do want to buy a house. But say, for example, the stock market went down like heavily, uh, I probably wouldn't actually be able to buy a house. Uh, I'm gonna be completely honest. Uh, the houses that I want are like 1.1, 1.3 uh, mil. And um, if the stock market was, were to go down dramatically, like like say, say for all intents and purposes, the market went down 50% tomorrow, uh, I would be down maybe 40K. And then I wouldn't be able to afford like, like the down payment reasonably like i would be kind of sweating after i pay the down payment which is not something ideal and um yeah it's it's all these things that i think about that kind of like like dictate like how i manage my my risk right now i'm kind of like fluttering between like do i want a house right now or can that hold off because Something that's also in the back of my head is like because I see this almost as like a non-factor of like this is something that we have to do and people want to just take profits or make the stocks go down that that's fine. I'm willing to buy more at like a proposed bottom whenever that is. I have no idea in the event that it was a massive hike and the market crashed. I have no idea when the bottom is gonna be, but I'm willing to buy more there. Um, it's it's like just playing that balance of. Okay, I want the stock market to go back up. That seems okay. But it doesn't seem also possible when we know rate hikes are coming and the economy is slowing. Um, and I mean like a lot of the money being printed and inflation uh, having to go back down is going to take a while too. So in the back of my head is always like, oh, you know, what's the chances we hit all-time high this year? Like, being realistic here, like, what's the chances that we hit all-time high with rate hikes um, and the Fed buyback program, like, stopping and all that all that stuff? Um, it doesn't seem likely. And uh, to sum it up, because I, I feel like, you know, I got a lot of ideas in the back of my head, but uh, to sum it up, I want the rates to go up, um, and I'm trying to have my portfolio set up in a way where it doesn't care if the market goes down. I'm going to keep cash on the side. Um, I guess this is me formally saying like I'm not going to be going all in uh, anytime soon. I, th I still think all the way up until March, it's still a very dangerous time to go all in. Uh, it doesn't feel safe like at all. Um, which is, you know, kind of the time where some people say, you know, buy the fear, buy the fear, which could be proved to be true. Who knows? Um, but I'm still too scared to uh, invest the rest of my money. Um, but uh, that's just how I'm looking at it. March, up until March, until we find out what the hiking schedule will be. <laughs> it sounds like we're all going on a, on a hike. <laughs> but uh, the interest rate hike schedule for the rest of the year, until we find out what that is and what the market reaction is to it, um, I would uh, 
have some sort of cash available to help you lower your break evens in case if we do dip. Uh, I would personally um, not play like puts or calls based on that uh, interest rate announcement. That is just a, a, a bigger earnings play. Um, and because I'm down this year, right now, because of Friday, I'm currently down $14,624. Wait, how do, you, how do you say that? $14,624.77. That's how much I am down for the year so far on a around like a 200K portfolio. Um, how, how much is that? Let me, let me just let me do that calculation. 14K divided by 200K. That is 7%. So I'm currently down 7%, um, which isn't the best start for the year, but I'm still confident that I can turn this around. Nothing is uh, raising any alarms on my end. So I guess that's some positive, because I feel like I've said like a lot of negative things and it can, might sound like, you know, um, I, it's like we're only going to go down. Like, like I said, futures are up as I'm talking about this. Um, but yeah, it's all about protecting yourself from that mental max loss. Like I can't explain it more. Like this feels like a drop in the bucket compared to the coronavirus crash. And there are only like a handful of people that I know that went through that, that I can talk to or chat to that we can relate on the same level because we both had the same amount of fear. This time is so totally different. It's like, this is, okay, here, oh, oh, here is a take. Here is a big take. So, um, I've been investing for a long time. Uh, I didn't find much success uh, until I started the Theta Gang strategies. Um, but I've been investing a long time. So I've, I've invested during uh, the 2018 rate hike and I experienced that crash. I experienced the coronavirus crash. I, exper I experienced like the Donald getting COVID crash, whatever, you know, dip. Uh, I've seen a lot of scary moments in my trading lifetime. Some that I have not mentioned here, some that are older, some that are newer. I've, I've seen a lot of dips. I've seen a lot of corrections. I've seen a lot of scary moments. There is a huge influx of newer traders because of the GameStop craze and because everyone has more time during the coronavirus. So to a lot of people, this is really, really scary, okay? And I'm not trying to pull out my boomer in me and say like, oh, you back in my day and coronavirus. To some of you, you're like, you're saying like, oh, Junie, that was only like a year in between, right? Like that was only like, uh, that was only like a year and a half ago. Uh, we're talking about now, okay? Um, that year and a half is years of experience difference. There are people that are freaking about this crash right now that have only been investing for a few months quote investing they're more like gambling or swing trading and whatnot but this type of environment is messing up their heads because they're like wow i really thought the market only went up uh and this is the fine this is finally the time where the market seems to only want to go down and uh yeah warren buffett is wrong all the people that say time in market versus ti timing the market you know that stuff they're wrong 
So we have this, we have like these two demographics that like traded before the coronavirus crash or, or, you know, the coronavirus crash and before versus the ones that traded only during that rally, aka like last year where we they only experienced the market um, going up. Or, you know, if they started trading this year, uh, the market only going down. So, I mean, just with that, you know, when you're chatting with people um, that that are into investing, like, it's usually a good idea to just kind of scope, like, how long they've been actively trading. Like, don't ask someone, like, oh, how long have you been investing in stocks? Because they're just going to name the first time they ever bought a stock. Um, and maybe it was, like, a gift from their grandparent or something, like, one common share of Apple. And then they, they say, like, oh, I've been trading stocks for 20 years. Well, that's not really accurate, right? Like, so... Um, when you're listening to other people freak out, when you're listening to other people like pr- praise on the bull, the bull run and stuff, just be cognizant that like not everyone has the same level of experience as you. And some of you are like, oh, Junior, that's obvious. Like, uh, duh. Like, not everyone has the same experience level as everybody else, of course. But this is just a reminder, right? It's easy to forget sometimes that everyone's screaming on the internet. Um, isn't the same skill level or that you know there might be just like a subset of people that are freaking out when there are other people that are kind of okay like aka I think there are a lot of people overly freaking out about the correction that we're having downwards it's like I don't see anyone um, I don't see like major headlines of people dying anymore for example while, you know, I could definitely look up and find those headlines um, from, like, news sources. I don't, but it's like those articles aren't the types of articles that are being shoved down my throat anymore. So with that, uh, now with the scary news basically just being, oh, an interest rate hike is going up. Uh, or, uh, you know, like, uh, what, what else? Like, oh, inflation is crazy. Like, that seems very first world to me. Like, that, that is a first world problem, and I'm cool with that. Like, if, if I truly believe that the stock market will always go back up, any news that this, you know, any uh, price action that this drives down is okay. Because that's a first world thing, and the first world's going to fix first world problems. Like, the stock market will fix itself, and it'll start going back up, because that's what the rich people want. And if the rich people are making up these rules, that, that's fine. It's the headlines that are ultra scary that make me afraid to go grocery shopping or that make me afraid that, like, my parents can die, like, early. Like, that is the, that's the no zone for me. That's the, that's where it gets scary, right? And that's when I get worried. It's like, is the world ending? Is, is my mom going to die, right? Like, is, is, is that, is that, like, a, is that something that can happen because of this world event? And that, that would be my world ending, right? So, just think about what the headlines are talking about right now, and how important it is to you and your own timeline on your portfolio. Really, when I say that I'm trading for the rest of my life, it's true. I am going to trade for the rest of my life. I don't see myself ever stopping. I'm pretty good at it right now, you know, for the month of January. It might not look like it. But my past history says that I'm pretty good at this stuff. <laughs> I'm pretty okay. I'm uh, pretty average. I'm going to dial that back. 
Uh, but I've been doing pretty well, and I'm, I'm really proud when I do it. I'm really happy when I do it. It's like a like getting out of the red positions is like super interesting to me. I don't see myself ever stopping this. So I'm happy to do this for the rest of my life, even if it means my house gets set back a little bit. Hey, who knows? Maybe this is a blessing in disguise where the stock market goes down, but you know what else might go down? The housing market. You know, some of that might you know cool off, and I could finally find a house that maybe isn't 1.1k in a or not 1.1k, but 1.1 mil, and it looks normal. But maybe I get a 1.1 mil house, and it looks really really cool. You know, it, it it's perspective. It's it's all perspective, and um, I think that's it. I think I've just, I think I just like belched, bletched, threw up uh, a lot of different um, point of views I have on like a lot of different things. Uh, I'm not sure what to call this this podcast episode. Um, maybe I call it Greenish February, maybe because it is it is green. Like let's not let's not sugarcoat it. Um, or let it let us sugarcoat it. I guess that's the proper phrase for that context. Um, February is green. Um, it's had a really bad last two days, but it is green. Um, maybe this should be a different series title. I'm not sure. But anyway, that's my problem to figure out. Um, I'll let you guys and girls go. Um, thank you for I mean listening this far. Like I like I said before, it's really really cool that people listen in and get a chance to like kind of know me and you know for those that send in emails i get a little chance to look get to know a little bit more about you and that's pretty cool um yeah excited about the new website changes the most that's like the most exciting thing that i can say the shirt uh very excited for that uh too really glad that tasty works um I decided to step in and get a part of the sponsorship on the shirt too. I think that's gonna really pull the shirt together. It's gonna look. I think it. I think it's gonna look really cool. Um, I'll be wearing it on the stream like all the time. I'm gonna get like the softest white shirt that I can find because I'm very particular when it comes to shirts. It's gotta. It's gotta feel good when I wear it. Uh, otherwise, I don't wear it. Uh, I've like. I don't have sensitive skin. I just have like very picky. I like my shirt soft. So anyway. Um, you can follow me on Twitch at Real Theta Gang where we stream 7.30 p.m. Pacific Time on twitch.tv slash Real Theta Gang. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Real Theta Gang and you can email me at juni at thetagang.com. Theta Gang is proudly partnered with Tastyworks and signing up with the Theta Gang referral code is a huge help. That's Theta Gang, one word, all caps. Um, signing up with the Theta Gang referral code gives you access to my Twitter alerts and a cherry emoji flare on the ThetaGang.com website. If you've already signed up, please, please email me at juniathetagang.com and I'll get you squared away. Please email me your first and last name you signed up to sign up for Tastyworks and uh, your Twitter username and your ThetaGang.com username and we should be good to go. Um, what else? Yeah, I mean, I could, I could tell everyone the Tastyworks story uh, in this episode, but I think everyone by th- by this time, especially if you're like a listener from the very beginning, uh, you just know. But I I think I think I'll just say a short version. Long long time ago, when ThetaGang.com had less than five hundred people signed up. Right now, it's currently at seventeen thousand. Um, back when it had less than five hundred, um, I emailed like 
every single finance service that I liked and I asked like, hey, um, you know, d can we work out something where, you know, I trade on your platform and, you know, uh, I like I could get like some sort of like partnership with you guys. The only broker or the only sir, like, it's not even just broker. The only service that ever reached back to me was Tastyworks. I reached out to every single at least every single broker i, I I'm, I'm definitely sure that i didn't sign up to every um or ask every single service but i definitely asked every single broker the only broker that responded was tastyworks and like i am not kidding the person that responded was the straight up the ceo <laughs> and um there and he was like uh, uh i like what you what you're doing and uh i see like I see a lot of value in it, uh, and, I, uh, and I want uh, you to be partnered, uh, like get this partnered with this referral code. We're, and we were just we worked all that out um, with just like another member on the team, but that was crazy. And it, you know, I think I also um, have had a few revelations. Um, actually, hold on, I'm gonna just say the 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 patrons. Patrons first, because I feel like that's gonna go onto a tangent. I want to say thank you to Pocket Change, Avrilian, Mike D, Slow Motion, Jay Z, and Sumit, Sumit, RX, Pastor Bedtime, Empty Cans, Monster Oracle, Royal Mitch Eighty Seven, Upstream Puddle, Craig Thomas, CJ Wilson, BJ Kim, Sisters Random, CJ NY Eighty, Mister Integrity, Jevy Deleted, Geoffrey Eighty Six, Adam Bell, Wheaton, DG Mac Eighty Six, Nah, Vlad T C, Maltman Eighteen Fifty Six, Chivonis, M Hayden, Lulu, Mister Sneeze, Metal Dunder, Grandpa Ninety Five, Leo Jetson, Fancy Wolf, Master X, Steve, McFly, Seneca, L G Smith, Mehmet, Second Dinner, Ivan Yurkinov, Arfman, Lord Skeletor, Lazy Reservist, The Jester, Kaput, Rustier, Shifty, A G Theta Ray, Theta Ray, U Alex V, Elfinko, Four R T, Can't Make Money R I R L, and Ancest Eighty Eight. Um. Oh, what was I? What was I saying? I. Few revelations. Um. Hold on, I gotta do that thing where I like listen to what I was just saying. Dang it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like I said. So, <laughs> the revelation I had was basically, uh, shooters shoot. Uh, I shot my shot the first time emailing all these different brokers and services and tastyworks was the one that answered me back i then for this shirt that i'm making for the next line of merch i'm again reaching out to basically all the all the brokers that i like and all the all the services that i like and uh i'm just shooting my shot it's like hey i really like your product and i would love if you sponsored a spot on the shirt and that i think that'd be really cool not only for just you know uh, maybe a start of like a partnership but um i think it just make it make the shirt like actually just really cool um so yeah just shot my shot again tastyworks said yes again and so tastyworks would be on the back of the shirt again i think it's gonna look super cool uh but this is just a just a end of podcast reminder as you're stepping out your car door or you know you're almost done with your run you're almost done trafficking that plane that shooter shoot and i think you're a shooter i think that you know a lot of people just need that little nudge to um get out there and do their best if you know you find yourself in an environment where maybe you're not well supported 
or that you feel like no one has your back, you are not alone, right? I'm not going to say that like, oh, everyone has your back and everyone has this. I'm just saying that you're not alone in that feeling that and that it's okay to feel that way. Um, but it's also up to you to kind of do something about it. And this is just the reminder that like, if you shoot your shot and you always make it and you're just one of those people, that's great. If you shoot your shot and you just keep missing uh, and you don't have that you know motivational circle or that support group to like really supportive group, I don't mean like you need to actually find professional help or something, but you can also do that. That's also cool. Um, that, you know, just start experimenting with your life. Like join a intramural basketball league. Maybe you don't like basketball. Join a jiu-jitsu gym. Maybe you don't like jujitsu. Uh, you know, go into taekwondo. Join like join like some some physical thing like intramural tennis or you know something that has sportsmanship built in or like something that I think is really f- funny or cool is like basketball has this like these these hidden communication rules of like you know you just show up to the court you look at you tie your shoes and you just dribble the ball and you just wait for the next pickup game. Right, like all these things can open up these like really cool loops of feedback that get you, you know, motivated after say missing your shot. I guess this is like a bad analogy for when you're playing basketball specifically, but um, I get it. Right, like I know what it's like to be ambitious and fail, and then also not have friends like either understand. You know, because some people just aren't mo- as motivated as other people to do extra things. Like I, I know that my friends are very successful and they're very happy, but they just don't. They also don't like uh, they don't, don't they don't go the extra mile to do extra work or hobby stuff. They just kind of exist and they're happy, and that's good for them. I wish I could be like that, but I'm not. Um, so this is just me saying, like, if you are an ambitious per- ambitious person and you consistently fail, or you are, you know. You're getting better every day, but you're still not just achieving the best. I, I get I, that's the best way to put it. Um, that I get I get it. It is hard um, to find that uh, group of people that is supportive to give you energy to go for that next shot. Uh, but that group is out there. Um, I guess this went from like a motivational entrepreneur type of like advice to just you know mental health advice a social group is really important i think everyone needs to have one i think there is a um it's not spreading per se but it i think it's it is a toxic mindset right there's there's this i think it's because i keep engaging with it just to look at the comments but on instagram i keep getting recommended these very like cringy like only successful people understand success or people that work hard understand what it's like to uh, stay up till four but then make money later or you know like all these like super cringy things or it's like you don't need friends that drink or you don't need friends that uh, are lazy or that don't do passionate things like no bro like all friends are good to to an extent, you gotta have your own boundaries. You gotta make sure that you're still making time for yourself, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think what a lot of people do is when they get into this entrepreneurial mode, 
they get into this like, okay, you're either with me or you're against me. You're going to grow with me or you're not or whatever. All this stuff. No, dude. Like, just chill. Just chill. Like, one of the things that, like, I like to say is when you start something, you're not cooler than everybody else. You're just part of the gang. Don't think you're any different. And, uh, you know, don't get caught in that wave of, like, oh, man. You know, I got to find... Um, I gotta find the uh, the other people that are uh, also successfully driven, and you know I got I, I gotta stop hanging out with all these other people. There are pluses and minuses to that. All I'm saying, I guess, right now, is that I think it is often a minus to exile friends. Your friends knew you before you went entrepreneurial mode and often when you first start a lot of your friends will be the first ones to sign up on your platform first ones to buy your merch first ones to do whatever whatever and just remember that um but i totally get it uh, and this i'm just gonna end this because we're almost at an hour long of the podcast but um i get it there are some friends that you might have that aren't supportive that you really don't like being around and that make you feel bad and to that, I say, well, those aren't your friends. Like, those are not the people that I'm talking about when I'm saying that you're you're considering exiling from your life, basically, because you're suddenly this super sick entrepreneur that, you, that likes inspirational posts on Instagram. Though, like, the people that are negative, that can bring your energy down, are not the people that I'm talking about. I'm talking about, like, if you ever become an entrepreneur or you... I, dude, if you try to, I don't like using the E word. If you try to do your own thing and you find find some way to justify that, okay, I need, I need to stop hanging out with my friends. I think that is a toxic road to go down and you need to do whatever it takes to kind of preserve friendship. Maybe that's me overcompensating. Maybe that's me coming from someone that didn't have a lot of friends to someone that had a lot of friends and then losing a lot of friends and then having a lot of friends again. Like, I know what the extremes are like on both sides. And a lot of people will say, oh, a happy medium is also okay. But I think um, the more people that you can let into your life that are positive energy, then, you know, really, it's it's not all too bad. It's hard saying the right thing, too. Like, I feel like I'm talking, but, like, every time I say a point, I feel like I can justify someone saying the other side. And to that, like, I totally get it. There are toxic people. There are great people. There are pros and cons to having a lot of friends versus a small group of friends. I, I guess the main, last thing I want to say is that, <laughs> and I think I should have just said this in the first place, friends are good. If I just put that in a tweet, that's it. Friends are good. And I think that's just why I wanted to emphasize at this. Um, my mom doesn't have any friends. Uh, I mean, besides me, right? Like I'm her, I'm her best friend, and my stepdad too, right? So we're her best friends. But my mom doesn't have any friends, and um, it is definitely one of the one of the main reasons why she can be in this current spot right now, and. Um, she has trust issues. Uh, she was a very hard worker, right? And uh, 
she didn't make time for friends. She thought like hanging out with friends was a waste of time because she she had to be making money to support the family. Even though we had plenty of money, right, just to like live, right. We she could have she could have hung out with friends from work, like once a month, right. She didn't need to work that extra day uh, to miss out on hanging out with friends. That you, you get why you get what I mean. Like she didn't prioritize friends at all. Uh, but what I'm getting. Uh, on my Instagram feed is this the, these group of people that think it's the best the best thing to do is to basically not have friends and just to put your head down and grind and you guys and girls know me like I love building the website recording the podcast staying up late doing all this stuff I think I'm a pretty good example of someone that like grinds really hard but here I am like saying that friends are important. You should, or, or like friends slash social group slash nice work environment. Like you should feel happy like every day. This is this is turning into another tangent, right? Like you should. Here's here, one more point, and I'll just save this. You know, I'll write these. I'll I will write these two things down. So, uh, feature episode, uh, podcast episode on work life balance because I have a lot to talk about there. Work life balance. Uh, and then another podcast episode for the one that I'm just talking about right now. Um, oh, my brain is like fried. It is only 10.30 though, but I had a crazy long weekend. Um, work-life balance. <laughs> I'm, I'm like blanking out after saying work-life balance after just like working really hard on the website. <laughs> you let the, guy, let the guy that has... I don't consider ThetaGang.com work. That's why. So it, it, I still consider that work life because ThetaGang.com is my life at this point. I love doing it. Um, but what, what was the other podcast that I was just thinking about? Uh, give me one sec. Let me just replay. I'm sorry for for all these replays. One sec. Oh, nice. Okay. So and then also I think I could just meld that in with work-life balance. But the point that I was trying to make um, that was possibly going to be the second episode was um feeling happy every day like while you don't have to feel happy like jumping up and down for joy i think it is like being excited for like the weekend every week is a is a bad pattern like so being excited every week for the weekend is a red flag and just to talk about that a little bit is like, imagine, you know what? I, we're already over an hour. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna even go into it. I'm just gonna. Say, I'm just gonna leave it at that. You can interpret that as any way you want, but I think that being excited for the weekend every week, or most weeks, is a dangerous pattern that you need to pick up on. If you think you are in that demographic right now. Um, I love to hear your thoughts on what you think I might have meant or, you know, just hear your thoughts in general. You can email me at junior.thetagang.com and you could be featured in the, uh, that episode when it does come out, if it ever does come out. Um, but yeah, wow. Today's episode was super long and I am more tired and hungry as per usual. Oh my goodness. And I didn't even tell you guys like what I did. Uh, Friday... I went snowboarding at Big Bear, um, and, I'll, oh, and I'll keep this short. Uh, Friday, I went to Big Bear. That was crazy. It was a lot of driving, too. Uh, just exhausted. 
Uh, Saturday we celebrated an early Valentine's Day with a girlfriend. We went to the beach. The romantic part of that is I don't like the beach. Um, and then we also went to go get some jerk chicken uh, at this place called Cha Cha's at the at the Santa Monica. So that was cool. Uh, and then just today, Sunday, um, went kayak fishing, but then, oh my goodness, we kayaked like miles to a spot and realized the spot was, again, still too far. And so we just paddled all the way back. It was so exhausting. Uh, but then came home and then uh, went to um, a small gathering for watching the Super Bowl. Um, and that was cool. And then now, coming back from the Super Bowl party and after the kayaking, I'm finally here recording an hour plus long episode of the of the podcast, which I'm happy to do. Like this isn't a crazy amount of work, but I would honestly probably rather be eating and then working on the website. But uh, it is what it is, as they say. Um, yeah. Wow. That's it. So yeah, I'll see everybody on the Twitch stream that's happening in two days. Or uh, I'll see everyone on the next podcast episode. I hope everyone uh, has an amazing week. Um, And yeah, thank you.